Welcome to the Chocolate Cake Bites podcast. This is a podcast where we will discuss the sweet nuggets of goodness that come from living the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Ken Williams. The opinions, attitudes, thoughts, and ideas that we discuss are those of the hosts and guests and are not necessarily a reflection of the actual doctrines of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Thanks for listening and enjoy this week's conversation. And this one I'm just going to call Perfection Part 2. Um, <laughs> because I don't know what else to call it. And, um, what does it matter anyways? It's just, it's just a podcast. So every time I record a podcast, whether it's this podcast or it's my, um, coaching podcast, the bad boss podcast, or even uh, my ward podcast or any, anything else, um, I listen to it. I listen to it afterwards. There are people that I've talked to that hate the sound of their voice, and I just it just sounds like a voice to me. It doesn't even it doesn't bother me anymore. But I listen to it, and the interesting thing is, depending on when I listen to it uh, compared to when I re- recorded it, I don't always remember the things that I talk about, and that's interesting to me because there have been times that I'll put my podcast at the very end of my list of podcasts that I'm listening to. And I usually get caught up on Saturday or Sunday to start the week fresh. And so it sometimes is even a couple of weeks from the time that I record to the time that I listen. And that period of time is enough (laughs) time for me to forget what I've said. And then when I add insights that, uh, or when I listen to, to the things that I talked about, there, there are a lot of times that I'll say, "Wow, that was really, <laughs> that was really insightful. That was really helpful." Um, especially the last couple of episodes where I really have been uh, letting you listen into the conversations that I have wanted to slash needed to have with myself. This is—I don't think this is unique to me. I was talking to a uh, coworker who has written a couple books, and she said that she, uh, sometime after she wrote her books, she went and read them. And thought the same kind of thing. Wow, this is really interesting. I really like the storyline. And I have found the same thing as I have been um, recording the uh, kind of like the audio version of my latest book uh, for my Bad Boss podcast. So if you want to read the book, I would be happy to have you buy it. That would be lovely. It's on Amazon, but it's um, I, I am reading it. I've got, I think, three chapters left to read and that'll be up in the next I haven't decided if I'm going to put one or two chapters together for my last uh the last 3 I have been doing two chapter two chapters at a time. But uh a few weeks ago I had the um the conversation with myself that I needed to hear. Last week I had the next step in that that um perfection is kind of elusive. It's not it doesn't exist. And so don't worry about it. And so this is I just want to share some things that have happened to me this week that have kind of reinforced that with me. And um, I want to let you off the hook for trying to be perfect, trying to be uh, excellent at everything. Being Doing your best is not the same as being excellent or being perfect. So I would hope that we all try to do our best 
most of the time. I know that there are times that I just am exhausted and I just get to the, the point where I just don't care anymore. I don't think that that's unique to me. But had a, a, a experience a few weeks ago where I was just kind of in a funk for a few weeks and feel like uh, as of last week, uh, most of that has kind of ended, which is kind of great. And that hasn't changed. Um, and and the question that I've been considering as I think about, because the the situation that kind of set me off on a tangent in my life hasn't necessarily changed, but the thing that has it kind of resurfaced for me is the opportunity that I have to decide who's in control. Who's in control of me in my life? Who's in control of me in my stewardship? Is it going to be me? Is it something that, and and when I talk about control, I also realize that I'm talking about uh, control being an illusion. Control is something that may not exactly exist the way that we want it to. And that's where a lot of our frustration lies, is we would think that we should be able to control how our kids behave or how our um, job treats us or how uh, the other people that we interact with, um, husband, wife, coworkers, boss, etc., how they interact with us and, and what they leave to us to be responsible for. And um, being in control is, it doesn't exist. And when it gets to be outside of us, um, there's a scripture in the, in the Book of Mormon that just popped into my mind that I'm not going to find, but it talks about the uh, opportunity that we have to act or to be acted upon. And so really, that's the question that I that I think is beneficial for me to remind myself. Do I want to act or do I want to be acted upon? And there are moments, I think, in our lives that we just default into being acted upon. So then the question becomes, how long do we want to let that happen? Do we want to take back control of ourselves our behavior, our thoughts and actions, or do we want to let those things just kind of uh, drift the way that they would drift if we just let them drift, which <laughs> drifting is not a long-term viable option, I don't think. So the the question really has been for me, how do I want to be? Um, I've referenced, I think, at least in personal conversations and maybe on this podcast. Uh, there was a podcast I was listening to several months ago, David Nagel. Uh, this is referenced in my book as well, and that's one of the reasons that I remember talking about it recently. David Nagel has the Successful Mind podcast that is one of my favorites. I listen to it every week. And he was talking about our experience with work. And this applies to everything. It's our experience with our family. It's our experience in church. It's our experience with everything. But speaking of work, he said, it is not your job's responsibility to make you happy. So if we expand that, it is not your family's responsibility to make you happy. It is not your wife's responsibility to make you happy. It's not your husband's responsibility to make you happy. It's not your kid's responsibility to make you happy. If you have an assignment or a calling in church, it is not your calling's responsibility to make you happy. What that means to me is sometimes things are going to be hard. Things are not going to be fun. They're not going to be easy all the time. And that's just the way that it is. This week, <laughs> as I was uh, driving home yesterday, I thought, man, I just feel beat up. And it wasn't 
any one person. It's just the the way that this week has gone at work has just been rough. I feel like I've been jumping from one fire to the next, leaving other fires unattended and and burning out of control because I can't get to them. And uh, so I just reached out to my peer group and I asked, <laughs> "Do you guys do you guys feel the same way?" I'm not the only one. This has just been a, a one of those weeks, and it's not even a full moon. So, um, as I as I pull back and I remember, it is not my job's responsibility to make me happy. So I can then approach my job, or I can approach my calling, or I can approach my interaction with my family, or I can approach my relationship with my wife as: Do I want to act, or do I want to be acted upon? And how does that relate to perfection? Part two, it, and it may not, but this is just kind of the way that my thoughts have, have been going. I like to be competent at what I do, whether that's in a relationship, I like to be seen as an expert, whether that's in my job, I like to be um, seen as somebody who has the answers. Uh, it could be in my calling. I like to be seen as somebody who is aware of the things that should be done and is competent to get those things done. And that's why in a lot of situations, I just, <laughs> maybe that's why um, some of the, the experiences of this last week have been so so tough. Something else that I did this last week, um, I did by a design. It was my own intention to try something new. I have told the story in the past about, I think, about um, learning to fly. And my very first lesson where I was in the pilot seat and my flight instructor was in the co-pilot seat. This is a little Cessna 172. And he had me steering. He had me moving the plane from where it was parked out onto the uh, the apron just before we got onto the runway and in a plane you steer with your feet and i'm a relatively um coordinated person <laughs> i don't look like i'm super unathletic but i could not get my feet to go where i wanted them to go it was just a different muscle memory type experience and and if you want to turn right you push the right rudder pedal if you want to turn left you push the left so it's not confusing but it, some some mix-up was happening in the message from the from the genesis of the message in my brain to where it was supposed to be implemented in my feet. And it was really uncomfortable learning to land, taking off and landing two most important parts of flying and learning to land just that whole series of new tasks that I had to uh, all put together to safely get back on the ground. Not super easy, not super, not super comfortable. And by that, that's a, super <laughs> um, downplaying of, of how I felt. It was, I hated it. And, and it was really, I don't, I think it's safe to say, I hate not feeling like I know what I'm doing, but that's where growth happens. And I know that. And so I was talking to my son-in-law, shout out to Justin. Hey, Justin, if you listen, <laughs> he's been on the podcast before, but, um, there's a new uh, store just down the street from my house that I went into. It's a technology store. And I saw their display of 3D printers. And I had just toyed with the uh, idea. I'd seen things that had been 3D printed. And I thought, well, that's really cool. 
And um, so I texted him and I said, hey, now that I've been to the store, I may have to get a 3D printer. And so he gave me some recommendations. I went back to the store, got some recommendations, and I made my purchase. So the interesting thing about 3D printing is it's not as intuitive as, uh, it's not as plug and play, maybe I should say, as uh, what my experience has been getting a, um, like an inkjet, inkjet printer connected to my computer. I have, uh, I'm familiar enough with technology that uh, several years ago I would buy components and I would build my own computers. Um, adding a, a printer to my computer is not that difficult. 3D printer, not the same thing. There are setup instructions and just installing all the parts um, put me out of my comfort zone. And then the, the setup instructions and how do I get uh, something from um, my brain, which I haven't even gotten to that yet, but something from somebody else's brain. If I see an image of something that somebody else has printed, how do I get that onto my printer and make whatever, whatever it is that I want to make? And this just, there's been a learning curve and... Um, <laughs> It's kind of frustrating, but it's also also kind of fun because I um, have tried some things and got some things right and uh, skipped some steps and got some things wrong and I've had to adjust and I've had to readjust and and um, it's been really interesting and I'm <laughs> my stupid 3D prints that I've done um, I'm a little bit proud of them and so um, I'm having I'm having a lot of fun with it but the thing is is I can either approach this with a high level of frustration, which is super easy to do because there's a, a vast uh, area of knowledge and expertise that I just don't have. I don't know what I don't know. And I think anytime we're in a new situation, that's where we are. I don't know what I don't know. So I don't even know what to quite, what questions to ask. Um, this is what I want. This is what I want to accomplish. This is what I want to achieve. And I don't even know how to get there. And, um, for me, a lot of times, because I don't know exactly how to get there, I don't take any action. I don't make any steps. I don't um, advance. I don't move towards the goal. So I may have a goal. And in fact, I do have, as I've talked about goals in the past, uh, my early January episodes for the last couple of years of this podcast, I've talked about how much I hate the idea of setting goals. And this is uh, I'm this is coming to my brain right now that... Um, this is part of the reason is that I don't, I can say I want to set a goal and let's just say that it's a, um, something that Justin has printed for us on his 3d printer is a, a temple, the Indianapolis temple, for example, or Jordan river temple, which is where Marcy and I got married. And I don't know how to get that. I don't know how to get there. And I don't even necessarily know where to look. Google's a great thing. And I found some, some resources, but, um, having that as a goal, um, it can the way that it tends to work for me is it it puts me in one of two directions that either is um, a little bit overwhelming and so I just decide ah, it's a nice idea but it probably isn't going to happen whether I I consciously think that or I just let other things in my life uh, overshadow overtake whatever it is that I've been thinking about the other thing is it can um, give me something to get excited about. Uh, and then as long as I understand that I've got to take things maybe one step at a time, I can't necessarily print <laughs> a, um, a robotic arm, for example, <laughs> when I don't even know how to print, I don't even know how to turn my printer on. Um, but that's the, um, 
if I take it step by step, if I, if I learn enough, and that's kind of where I am, I'm learning, okay, I need a file. Great. The, the printer came with a, an SD card. It's got a few files on there. I put that in there. Okay, before I print, I need to make sure the settings are right. So I find YouTube videos and I find instruction manuals that get help me get the settings right. And I print something and it actually turns out okay. And then I want to do something a little bit more complex. And okay, how do I do this? And and now I'm at the point where I want to do some customizations. I want to do things. And maybe I want to print something bigger than what the file shows or smaller than what the file shows. And okay, how do I do that? And so I'm I'm learning some things and I'm just I'm just having a great time with it. And um <laughs> things are not perfect, but things are um improving. I'm, I'm seeing growth. So there you go. There's my now 17 minute um, word vomit, <laughs> if that's what you want to call it, of um, the way that I'm approach, approaching perfection right now. Perfection, and, and if we look in the Bible, if we look in the um, command that Christ gave us, be ye therefore perfect, he is not saying, be ye therefore without flaw. He is not saying, be ye therefore sinless. He is saying the the Greek, I think it's Greek word that was used in the Bible is, is means complete or finished. Be ye therefore finished. You're not finished until the end and it's not the end. So this is something I have to constantly remind myself. I'm a recovering perfectionist. I've been, um, I think about uh, growing up, all the things that I did or didn't do, really more of what I didn't do because I knew I couldn't be perfect at it. And I didn't want to look foolish. I didn't want to look like I didn't uh, have everything under control. So it's a constant reminder to be finished. It's not, I'm not there yet. I'm not finished yet. And so dropping my pride and just being um, open, honest, vulnerable, if you can imagine that. <laughs> my brother-in-law, Chris, hates people knowing that he can be vulnerable. So I won't tell anybody, Chris, that you can be vulnerable. Your secret is safe with me and my mom. <laughs> and Annette sometimes listens too. So there you go. So there's my there's my um, thought for this week. You're not perfect because you're not there yet. You're not fin- you're not finished. So enjoy the ride. And when you make mistakes, just that's part of the process. You don't get you don't get to finished. You don't get to perfect. You don't get to complete unless you've made a few mistakes along the way learned from them, corrected, and moved on. That's all I got. I can't wait to hear what we talk about next week. It'll be fun. Until then, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Chocolate Cake Bites. Please like, share, subscribe, and give us a five-star rating to review. We'd love to hear your comments and ideas, and you can reach out to me at ken at chocolatecakebites.com. And before you end the day, take a few minutes to consider, who do you know who needs chocolate cake? <laughs>